Blog Talk Radio. General Quarters, Security... General Quarters, Security Condition 3. Security 3, sir. General Quarters 3, Intruder Alert. GQ 3, Intruder Alert. Oh, yes, it's a busy place here at the Genie's Bottle, known as Madame Perry Salon. Good evening and welcome once again. I am your host and cruise director, Madame Perry. Well, you can call me Jennifer Perry, and I am delighted to be here talking with you, and I'm glad that you're here enjoying the show. Because uh, <laughs> because uh, tonight we have uh, a very, very special guest, an author, of course, one of those brilliant people from Crystal Lake Publishing is coming tonight. And um, just so you know, uh, I want to thank you all for listening, for subscribing, for downloading, for sharing with your friends. Uh, I want to say hello to some friends that listen all the time. They listen a lot. Um, hello to Paula Limbaugh. Hello to Mimi. Hello to Duffy Odom, Andrea Robinson, and people that message me that they listen a lot and enjoy the show. Thank you, uh, because the numbers have been fantastic lately, and that's thanks to you. And that helps me continue to bring you fantastic guests. Um, don't forget, we had uh, uh, Doug Stenson um, sent me uh, something else. You know, he sent me his book, Downstairs at the White House. Remember, he was on a few weeks ago talking about being 17 and an intern at the White House having a ringside seat to Watergate. And as you said, being 17 and clueless, he made all kinds of mistakes, did a lot of crazy stuff. Um, and thank goodness this was before the days of um, surveillance devices and phones on, on or excuse me, cameras on phones so that people couldn't, um, not that he did anything illegal, but just kind of embarrassing, uh, serving Coke to the chairman of PepsiCo and things like that, uh, walking out on a conversation with athlete, uh, football player Jim Brown because he thought he wasn't really Jim Brown and he was just pulling his leg, uh, you know, stuff like that. But it was a great show. Also, don't forget Ricky Bird, uh, Hall of Famer Ricky Bird, guitarist Joan Jett and the Black Hearts, as well as Southside Johnny, Ian Hunter. You know, go get his clean getaway. Go to the cleangetaway.ny website and uh, get his clean getaway CD. You know, I've been playing it on here, and um, he's using it to support his foundation, so that's pretty good. All right, tonight uh, is also another good show, and I am thrilled. And remember, you can always call in and talk to the guest number 646-716-9922. We never know who's going to call in here or drop in here, but it's always fun. Uh, tonight's another one of those fantastic people from Crystal Lake. Scottish author William Meckley is visiting Madam Perry Salon tonight. Now, this is his first time to visit here, and we're going to talk about his newest book called The Ghost Club. It's a fantastic, thrilling read that takes place in Victorian London, where a select group of writers led by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, uh, Bram Stoker, and Henry James held an informal dining club, the price of entry to which was the telling of a story by each invited guest, kind of like Madame Perry's salon. You know, I wanted it to be a, a cultural salon like people had in, in Europe and the United Kingdom and Asia and centuries past where uh, very talented people, authors, you know, musicians, artists which get together and share their work. So please, welcome for the very first time to Madame Perry's salon, and I hope not the last, William Meckle. William, come on in. Meekle, Meekle. Oh, okay. I'm so sorry. 
William Meikle, come on in. Have a seat in here in Marion Perry Salon. It's kind of a, it's kind of dim in here. You know, it's a genie's bottle. So, but it's 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 roomier than it looks. <laughs> so find a nice, comfy place to sit. And uh, listen, I'm not through reading your book yet, but I am absolutely loving it. Uh, and there, and the fact of the, I love the entire concept, and also in, in the short stories by each person, because it's kind of like little bite-sized treats, you know. It's something you can. It's a. Um, it's a little. I, I'm the kind of person once I'm into a book, you know, I'm gonna. Sometimes I'll stay up all night finishing the book, but you give me nice little bite-sized treats that I can enjoy, like like fancy candies in a box. What now? <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. Well, how are you feeling? How are you doing today? How's life in in the in your neck of the woods where you are at the moment? Tonight and the number is six four six seven one six nine nine two two, or a Skype is M M E Jennifer Perry, Madam Jennifer Perry, and um, I've already had somebody message in a question. Oh, you can send me a message on Facebook and I'll, I'll share it with them. Uh, you've already had a message from Becky Kyle, uh, Rebecca McFarlane Kyle is how she's known formally. You know Becky. Well, she's put on here. She's uh, on the post about you being on here tonight. She said, "Alas, I had Star Wars tickets, but tell Willie hello. He is a favorite of mine." known her about five years, five or six years here on Facebook. She's fantastic. She's she's uh I, I adore Becky. She's a very talented woman. So Yes she is. So let's get let's back into um a little bit more about you. How long mm-hmm. <laughs> So you're 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 from Glasgow, did you say? Yeah, I've got a lot of friends over there. You may know. Does that make a good laugh? Uh, you know, Janie Godley. And uh, yeah, Janie Godley, Danny Gillen, Danny, uh, Titch McLean, and Darren Connell. <laughs> <laughs> a delight, yeah, he's a great guy, very, very, very funny guy, very dry sense of humor. Okay, so you've had, actually right now, uh, your newest, well, your newest book just launched on December 9th, and according to your, looking at your website, which you've got a fantastic website, by the way, it's, it's williammeekle.com, uh, you've been on quite a big tour, you've been talking to somebody or interviewing every single day, this is magnificent. 
was magnificent. And I, I was delighted to see see my show's name up on your list too. So thank you so much for sharing. But yeah, you've been you've been everywhere. And this is I'm an I'm an entertainment publicist, so I'm looking at you like you're going totally pro here. <laughs> <laughs> But you've got now. Now, I see, and, and tell me how you've done this because I'm looking at the picture of you playing guitar. You look good. You look handsome. You look young and healthy. Really? Well done, you. You've been taking care of yourself. Um, so, because on your uh, about, little bio bio part, it says, uh, Scottish writer living in Canada with 25 novels published in the genre press and over 300 short story credits in 13 countries. <laughs> yes, I like where it says, yeah, you've been, um, uh, says, uh, when he's not working, he drinks beer, plays guitar, and dreams of fortune and glory. Because uh, a lot of people, because especially, I don't know, well, do you have a specific book that you would want to be made into a movie first? or I mean, I know probably several, but one in particular? Nobody's going to, I mean, even though people know who you are, you know, you've got fans, you've got a lot of readers, um, very popular still, there's so, many, so much competition for film. I would also think about something like, say, well, say with your new book, The Ghost Club, because it's several short stories that all take place at a dinner party, um, it would seem to me that that would be perfect for a PBS series, like Masterpiece Theater series. Yeah, that's yeah. It's not easy, but um, there are so many. But what about you know? There's so many independent filmmakers these days. Yeah. Uh, I would imagine though you would have to come down from uh <laughs> you'd have to ice you get an ice pick and and uh and uh carve your way out of Newfoundland to get to uh, a theater <laughs> or, I mean to the studio I mean, I gave some description, but just a very, very brief one.
Good. Yes, they are. And um, I'm going to read just a couple here. Oh, and by the way, before that, when you talked about, you know, influence of Jules Verne, you know, the, the steampunk movement, I'm sure you're familiar with that, aren't you? Okay, they you know they're quite enamored of Jules Verne, and have you ever thought about uh, or have you written anything in that would that would blend to the steampunk genre? Okay. Yeah, there I had last night a few folks on from uh, that are going to be at the Wild Wild West Con in uh, March in Tucson. Yeah, oh God, that was yeah. You should go. I'm going to go. Um, but let me. Uh, but but I did want to read a couple of these uh, these fantastic. So if you if you're listening and and you're like Becky Kyle, you already know that you love William Meagle. Say your last name again for me, dear. I'm so. Meikle, you already know that you love William Meikle, then you'll still enjoy hearing this. Um, this is the one, uh, this was an interview, um, or actually is a review by Nancy Kilpatrick, author of Revenge of the Vampire King. She says, William Meikle is an audacious writer. In the Ghost Club, he takes on the personalities of literary icons Bram Stoker, Arthur Conan Doyle, Jules Verne, and the like, and creates stories they might have told, mimicking their voices and writing styles, and he makes that work. I have too many favorites to name. But as I read from start to finish, the stories just got better and better. And I found myself as absorbed as if I were reading spooky tales told by these master storytellers. Kudos to Meagle. Lovers of traditional and quirky ghost stories need the ghost club in their library. I did, too. Get, and, you know, and um, I mean, right out of the box with the first story, uh, so what uh, you know, I could I thought, oh, this is this is it. It didn't go in some sappy direction that I didn't want to hear. Whatever, it was, it grabbed you, and it was real. And uh, I thought, oh, these are the kind of stories that enchanted me too. You know, as a kid growing up, I was a kid that state was inside reading all the time, and. Um, Oh yeah, yes. Uh, so, what? Um, I think I might have tried to ask it. So, what gave you the idea or the desire to put the book in the form that you did, of the different people, of the guys sitting around having the the at the Ghost Club the dinner party and. When when uh, Nancy Kilpatrick, when she describes you um, in, in the bit I just read where she said um, that you mimic their voices and writing styles. Now, this is one of the things, another one of the things that I love about reading this book, um, because I don't write that way. I'm not the kind of writer like you guys, but in the 90s and the early uh, 2000s, I worked as a professional impersonator, and I mostly did Marilyn Monroe and Madonna, and um, I did some recordings with Julie London for uh, 
for, an imp- for a celebrity impersonator Christmas CD. And I did Dolly Parton one time, but, but William, that was rough on the back. I couldn't do that. <laughs> you know, it was, I thought it was bad enough, just the false eyelashes for Marilyn, but the, no, this, it's the back was rough. But, you know, it was uh, a matter of watching enough things to know that when I walked in, because, you know, they, um, you know, that, that was kind of decent money for me, as I found out, not half of what the, the agents were raking in for it. But because of the kind of work, you know, it is, you know, you want to know, you want to feel, especially if there are people out there, because it's usually for private parties or sometimes it was corporate events, like maybe uh, a, a launch of a new drink by Pepsi or some other kind of business convention. They'd hire impersonators to come and entertain. But you wanted to know that if there was somebody there who was really a fan, uh, just a rabid fan of somebody. You wanted to know that you, I wanted to feel like I had the walk and just the mannerisms, the hands. Um, when I did Madonna, if I'd perform, you know, sometimes it's always, you feel like she's looking off stage, kind of like darting her eyes, like maybe she's watching a stage manager or something. And I always wanted to have everything in that. But you're able to, you were able to uh, mimic in the writing, you know, the style and the voice and. Yeah. You do it on paper. Do you do when you when you uh do this, do you maybe just I mean I'm sure, you know, you know, you read, you know their styles reading, but is there anything else that you do to put yourself in the mood to write in someone else's voice? Like uh Yeah. like a little charm or a talisman whether it's actually physical or not I mean I also do social media where I say I'm a ghost Twitter ghost tweeter for people and I want and I have to do it in their voice you know like they would say something not how I would say it and uh, so that's got to be fun do you ever do you ever worry that you would what if you what if you fall and, and have a knock on the head and you wake up and think that you're Bram Stoker <laughs> So, um, now you have so many books, but uh, what kind of, how are you doing well with though with this book right now, the short story book? How are people responding? I'm reading how reviewers are responding to it and loving it. What do you hear from your fans? Uh-huh. Yeah, and I think that's uh, surprising because wasn't it um and and you you'll know if I'm wrong, please, you know, correct me, but uh Edgar Allan Poe, didn't he believe that stories should be able to be read in a sitting? Yeah. I think that's a great idea. That's a that's a wonderful idea. I think you should. I really do. But see, uh, oh no! <laughs> oh, 
you might want to slow down for some of us. You might want to have two versions. <laughs> you might want to have, yeah, for the Glaswegians and for us over here, Yanks or whatever you'll call us. Uh, yeah, you might want to have a separate version or, or have somebody read for you. You know, I've had people read um, – I've heard people to read things from my clients, you know, stories, or maybe read a different character or a different part of the story. I like just do little bits of it to put on YouTube, especially if they were in costume. So um, that would be fun. <laughs> well, actually, you know, we don't find it very charming. So I think that, you know, people wouldn't mind listening over and over. Now, my husband and I watch a lot of British uh, mysteries and TV shows. And we we do, I admit, we do put it on um, uh, English subtitles. So that we, you know, because there's some expressions that we miss that we, you know, we won't know what they were. And then until we see them written out down there and go, oh, okay, somebody's a bit peely-wally. What does that mean? So it gives us a chance to stop and look for something else. Yes. Oh, is it? I, I keep hearing that one on uh, on uh, Call the Midwife. Feeling a bit peely wally, old girl. You know. <laughs> so it's like, and uh, yeah, you had to stop and, and check our uh, <laughs> check the, uh, the look it up on uh, Google or something like that. Now, um, yeah, but I do think you should. I really do. And you know, we don't. Don't worry about if we understand it. We'll get it. We'll figure it out. You know, and if people don't get it, they can buy. If they're not really sure, they can always buy the book. And that's what I was saying too. I would think that short stories, you know, like Poe said, they should do well, and they should be nice for um, keeping in your pocket or your nook for, say, if you're having to wait in line at the uh, uh, DMV to get your driver's license. This would be a great have. Get your Oh yeah, well that yeah that'd be good. And people, I think that's a great idea, or that's a fantastic thing to do. It kind of moves you. But but you know what else even cooler about that is that you've got the stories and the styling of the Victorian of the Victorian London era, but you're making it modern and just into um, the cyber world. That's pretty. That's nice. Um, now, do you are you able since you're up in Newfoundland? I don't know how. Do you ever come to the states for um, uh, book conventions or festivals or? Hmm. Is there a reason why not? Is it something that we've said or done? Have we offended? Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, you should. You should think of it. Something like Book Expo America. Um, let your fans meet you. That would be kind of rough. It sounds like a, it's not. It's not a. I mean, is, is it a good island? It's not like Craggy Island for Father Ted, is it? Island. 
anything for us that we could buy or any accompaniments for your books? Yeah, I heard a lot. Um, so, do you have you ever talked to book clubs via via Skype or concert window or something like that that you can do online? Uh huh. back to um, your, your newest book because the Ghost Club um, because the, the, the list of authors and it's not, you, you don't stick with just one area, you also have um, American uh, Mark Twain time too, wasn't it? Or a lot of uh, visuals you can put into stories. Just for people listening to, if you want to know, uh, in the Ghost Club, uh, these are the Ghost Club members. Who 
Robert Louis Stevenson, Rudyard Kipling, Leo Tolstoy, Bram Stoker, Mark Twain, Herbert George Wells, Margaret Oliphant, Oscar Wilde, Henry Ryder Haggard, Helena P. Blavatsky, Henry James, Anton Chekhov, Jules Verne, Arthur Conan Doyle, one of my favorites. Um, did you have to cut back when you started coming up, when you started deciding which authors you wanted to be, who were going to be the Ghost Club members? Were there some people that you just had to leave out because you just maybe didn't have enough room or didn't have enough time for publication? totally different genre just for an exercise or for the fun of it like a like a romantic comedy or something author Lee Murray. Because she was here, I think, two weeks ago. And, uh, yeah, that's what she's done. She has most of her books are uh, in the horror, fantasy, sci-fi genre. And then she has one or two that were just like a chick lit book, you know, for the summer beach read or a children's book. So where did this come out of your brain, Lee Murray? I'm used to you with, you know, animals that prehistoric animals that come and tear people apart. You know, where did you come up with a beach read? <laughs> well, tell me, let's see, yeah, halfway to heaven. Yes, halfway to heaven. A fantasy romance with comedy, halfway to heaven, about a man who is visited by God and told he'll be spending time at a halfway house when dead until, until she, oh, God, is she, can make up her mind where to put him. <laughs> Fascinating man. Uh, 
what do you think is um, this is your first book with Crystal Lake Publishing? I have got to tell you, everyone I talk to, every one of the uh, Crystal Lake authors that I speak with, um, are speak very highly of Joe. Yes, Joe Meinhardt. Yeah, yeah, he seems like a fantastic guy. Um, do. Did you know a lot about them before you first had a book published with them? Did you know a lot about the other authors, or did you? person I've had on the show who is uh, published by Crystal Lake Publishing, everyone is, is star quality. Everyone is ace. I'm just... that you wish you had put in or or taken out or did I hear people In your voice, doing their voice. While you're looking, yes, yeah, like when when um, I used to have a ja- what now? Okay, all right. I'm gonna keep. Okay, I will. Yes, yeah, like when I had a jazz band at the same time that I was doing um, impersonations. But you know, I told people notice that when I whenever I did, if I did some of the same songs as Marilyn, um, I did it. It sounded very different. Because I would be a different, you know, a different voice. So if I'm singing something like, my heart belongs to daddy, but whereas with Marilyn, it was very, but my heart, it was just like a very, very up in the, up in the mess. Belongs to my daddy. You know, it's very, very different. He treats it so well. So, yeah. So I would imagine how William Meikle reads the story is different how when you're reading as Bram Stoker or someone else. So. Oh, isn't that great? With <laughs> I still love that. With, uh, was it Jack Lemmon and Tony Curtis and Jack Lemmon? <laughs> it is. It is. I never get tired of that one. That's a hilarious movie. Oh yeah, oh yeah, with sugar, with the uh, <laughs> with the flask in her in her um, garter. 
I have begged Joe. I have asked, I've inquired, I've, I've suggested, I've gently tried to, you know, cajole and, and um, nudge and beg everything. I cannot get him on it. Now, I realize, you know, he's a busy man, but, you know, I wish you would because I'm saying, look, I'm, you know, I am, and believe me, I'm glad to do this. I'm, I'm grateful for the opportunity to have so many of his authors on this, on this podcast. I am thrilled because every, like I said, everyone is ace. Every, there's not a clunker in the bunch. So it's always a joy. But, Joe, I'm not asking you, to, you know, I'm not asking you for money, Joe. I'm just asking you to come on here. And I think that would be wonderful. So maybe if you guys kind of gang up. Hey, you know what? I'm going to, I want you to tell people, while we still have a few minutes, tell people where they can buy uh, The Ghost Club and all your books and where can people find you on social media. And I'll be sharing all of your social media, too, on the Madam Perry Salon page on Facebook as well as Twitter and on um, Instagram and everything else because you've got, a, you've got a good presence on social media. So that helps people find you, I'm sure. And, uh, and they can also get your books you know, from your website, uh, williammeekle.com, and that's uh, spelled M-E-I-K-L-E.com, as well as, you know, but what um, – Good old Amazon. And, you know, there's um, – have you ever heard of uh, – speaking of – we were talking about Arthur Conan Doyle. Have you ever heard of a punk music, musical artist named Pop Lock Holmes? No, you haven't. Well, I think I'll play a little song by Pop Lock Holmes. What do you say? It's called Pound of the Baskervilles. Okay, so uh, stay with me, and this is Pop Lock Holmes and Pound of the Baskervilles. A Friday night, and one like no other with lightning strikes and thunder. When a sound to keep it around at the pounding, and no doubt we found out just what made the sound. See a hound pounding out made sounds that drowned every ounce of the thunder and sounds from the clouds. A pound so deep, our insides were shaken and taken aback when the beast kept breaking. Three beastly heads all barking back, their rumbling bass made the walls crack. Bricks tumbled down, and there was a castle surrounding the beast. And down in the rafters, out of the timbers came pounds and shivers. Our spines of your face still clutching their mothers. The face welled up, the walls came down, the beast got up, the hell went down. We grappled on top of the toppled remains of the castle that tumbled under the strain. The sound that he made shoot me right to my kidney. I thought I was lost when it suddenly hit me. Pop, lock, and drop that bass. Run the scenes in the place. Pop, drop, and lock it up. Music for the steampunks. Lock and drop that bass Run the steams in the place Pop, drop and lock it up With music for the steampunks Now that hound took a pounding That sounded lead 
back up pounding, confounding me. I dodged, I weaved, I skimmed, I skirmed, but the beast had a head. Whenever I turned, I couldn't get free, I couldn't get out. I turned to Watson, go on, get out. I'll keep on busy while you get away. The music lived on, my beats must play. So we clashed, we collided, igniting the spark. The bass, the beast, the beats, the art. This wasn't a beast, but the bass that was beating. You can't beat the bass, or the beast that the beast brings. So I stood tall and I let the beast beat me. The bass started beating. The second that he bit me, you can't kill the pop lock. I'm like, I'll be one to let the beast drop and pop lock. Pop lock and drop that bass. Run the scenes into place. Pop, drop and lock it up. Music for the steampunks. Lock and drop that bass Run the MCs in the place Pop, drop and lock it up With music for the steampunks Pop, lock, poems Pound of the Baskervilles This is Madam Perry saying I have been delighted to have Scottish author William Meikle here in Madam Perry's salon. Go out and get his newest book, The Ghost Club. And then, if you don't have all the other books, get them too. Uh, and if you're a longtime fan, as he has many, uh, you already know that and have them. William, um, any parting words for the listeners? <laughs> Oh, I hope so. And thank you so much. And please come back soon. All the best of luck with the Ghost Club. And uh, thanks for being here. And remember, Madam Perry Salon, we love you. And we always say everybody's got to swing. Good night, William. Good night, everybody. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.